has Russia's major new offensive started outside Crimea, and what does it mean for Ukraine if they have to defend on two axes? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It is February 4th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, first off, when we look at the control map, you guys can see that in the last 24 hours, there have been really just minimal changes outside of Klitschivka. You can see here, as we've talked about, Ivansky, uh, and this large field outside of it remains a point that is really keeping the Russian forces from encircling Bakhmut. You may have noticed that Russian forces have claimed in the news that they have they use some weird phrasing like tactically encircled Bakhmut or something. Um, they have not, right? There are two key roads open into Bakhmut, resupplying Bakhmut defenders from Chasivyar. Um, Obviously, this major road here near Ivansky, which is probably considered higher risk given that at its close point, it's only about a kilometer from the front lines. And of course, the even less uh, less observable road to the north here. And this can effectively allow the large portion of the Bakhmut front line to receive resupply. Uh, so reports of Bakhmut's demise greatly exaggerated. Um, I do worry when I hear President Zelensky make statements about not giving away Fortress Bakhmut will fight as long as we can. I think it's important to acknowledge that in the large scheme of things, um, Bakhmut, despite having become uh, a symbol for Russia, uh, that's a liability. And Ukraine's ability to dispassionately make these assessments is going to be crucial to them uh, implementing their strategy in Bakhmut, which is maximizing Russian casualties, minimizing Ukrainian casualties, and tying up a disproportionate amount of Russian combat power in Bakhmut relative to their defenders. And as we've seen, that may entail making some tactical retreats, but that I've been saying it for months, we've all known it for months, that this has symbolic value for Russia, um, but it doesn't hold the same value for Ukraine. So Ukraine should try to convert that uh, Russian myopia into real battlefield progress in terms of attriting down their units. Uh, when we, of course, look to the north, you can see Russia's continued its goal of moving up this uh, this. Uh, stepping stone village here or line of villages here but they look like they have largely been stalled out but here's the real news uh and that is that it looks as though russian forces are starting to push near the Crimea line you can see here they've advanced into again these open fields um and to the south you can see they've um pushed Ukrainian forces back just a little bit along the north bank of the Seversky Donetsk. And this may be part, I suspect, of a uh, the purported Russian offensive in Luhansk. Uh, as we've talked about, Russia's ability to conduct major deception operations is, is pretty limited. And that's primarily because they lack um, mechanization of their forces, uh, by and large, right? They've lost a lot of their tanks, uh, arm and armored vehicles in the fighting. And so if you want to mobilize uh, rumors are it's up to half a million troops out here. Uh, they aren't going to be able to move and do anything quickly or subtly. It's going to be fairly obvious that there's a large increase in troops. Um, and so 
this probably is not something that is a surprise to Ukraine. Um, in all likelihood, they've probably known for a while that this is coming. This And preparing for this may actually have been part of the reason uh, combat power was diverted away from Solodar and Bakhmut. But this is a sign that this is could be an indicator that this is where Russia's axis of advance is going to be. Uh, and it makes sense politically from the Kremlin's calculation. They also were absolutely dragged by their mill blogger community for failing to hold Lyman. Lyman was considered a um, major stronghold for Russian uh, logistics throughout the entirety of the front. And several months ago, when Lyman was liberated by Ukraine, Russian mill bloggers uh, kind of lost their minds. They really felt that Lyman symbolized the failure of Russian command. Um, and so for Russia, again, as we've talked about, having Lyman uh, liberated would be a political victory for them um, internally as well as a military victory uh, so I wouldn't shock me that 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 this is where they want to see this fighting happen um, you know as we've talked about Volodar uh, another area where Russia has attempted to make some progress uh, this is again probably not the region where they uh, we're really going to launch their offensive. It may have just been a um, a feint, which again would make sense. Uh, I really suspect, and and you can see even on the map, you know, they try to. The, I don't put a ton of faith in their allocation here of Russian units, but you can see that each of these is in fact designated as a, a headquarters of a Russian unit. So. It's highly possible that this is exactly where Russian forces have been gathering in preparation for this. So, is this a squad? Seventh, seven, seventh squad of the Bars. Bars is their combat reserves. Think of them as their, their sort of like, yeah, they're in, in their reserve forces. Um, weird, but you get the point. Uh, when we look at War Mapper, right? War Mapper also has some really good maps of recent changes. One is this advance along the Cremina line. You can see here pushing directly at Lyman. This seems to be the center of gravity, so to speak, of their effort, but they're also trying to make some advances near uh, Savolte um, and north of Cremina. But I, I think, and of course, even as low as, as south as as Sevirsk, but I think I think this Kremina push is the main Russian effort. Again, like we've talked about, the terrain is not that favorable if you don't have um, uh, a lot of armor vehicles and APCs to make these pushes. You can see here they've still uh, Russia continues to try to make these piecemeal advances into Bakhmut, um, and if the uh, reporting is true. The units making these advances are some of Russia's best, most professionalized units, which is actually probably good news for Ukraine because that means that the units here are probably not quite up to that same standard as, like, you know, their VDV airborne troops. Um, and so I think. Uh, I think that that Ukraine is probably going to end up trading space for time on this advance. You can see here that to reach Lyman, they would have to basically go down a number of these roadways, 
uh, with no cover, no concealment. And I, I, I really suspect they're also going to be canalized, especially if they use mechanized forces. They're going to have to pass between this reservoir here and this forested area here. They're going to be stuck going through here. And I kind of suspect this, this area is probably like some sort of trap. You can also see it's a small river, uh, which may or may not be frozen right now. And uh, so this in particular, I, I, I really think if I was Ukraine, I would expect a fighting retreat, slow the enemy's advance, but then really just turn this into an absolute shooting gallery. That's what I would do. Anyway, guys, that's all I had for you. Of course, um, thank you so much to the patrons of Patreon. Uh, last video, we took a look at the viral uh, video from Sivdiv uh, taking on the Russian, Russian Spetsnaz forces. Um, it really, despite being demonetized and not pushed by the algorithm at all, it still has almost a million views. And uh, you should definitely check it out. Link to the Patreons in the description. Um, and thanks again to my lieutenant tier patrons, and I'll see you guys in the next one.